What is up, friend? Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here today. I'm actually really excited every single week when you're here because otherwise I would be talking to myself. (laughs) So I am truly happy when I say that. I truly mean it that I am happy that you're here. Today's topic is going to be awesome and it's something that I use daily. I'm going to share four simple tips that I use to help improve and control my mood on a regular basis, on a daily basis. And I've noticed as I've weaved them in, and the thing is they're super simple, but as I have weaved them in, I have noticed they keep my mood more even keeled. Um, I'm able to feel more confident. I'm able to get more done. I'm able to feel better in my body. And just so many different things about being able to like control my mood or be in a good mood just in general. The truth is, as a busy mom, adult, maybe you're an entrepreneur, maybe you're a male that listens to my show. I don't know. I think I mainly have females, but if you're male, welcome, welcome. Maybe you just have a lot on your plate. And oftentimes when we are busy, no matter what you have going on, It is so easy for our mood to fluctuate because we feel stress and anxiety and overwhelm and those things affect our mood and our happiness. So the tips I give you today, they're simple, they're easy, but they are effective. And I hope that you will take some time and put them into your schedule and your life and see if you notice a change with them as well. Before we get started, though, I want to remind you to share this episode if you find it helpful on your social media, with your friends, on Facebook, wherever you can share it. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And today, I always appreciate the reviews. If you write a review, it really does help the podcast. And today, our review is from C. May Mom. So it's C. M. A. E. Mom. Yesterday, I listened to the Secret Sauce episode. And it hit me so hard. I started doing a new 75 hard. On day 26, I went from working out between 90 minutes and 125 minutes of exercise a day to not even being able to complete 30 minutes of a walk. Come to find out, I was positive for COVID. I was super upset knowing that I was going to fail my 75 hard. Listening to the podcast yesterday, I realized I probably caused myself to get sick from overtraining and just killing my immune system. Thank you for talking about how important rest is. I think so many of us just keep pushing harder and harder and harder and don't realize the consequences it has in our body. I love your podcast and all the things. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. It is so true. I... I love when you guys write a review and you write it on something you learned on a topic that was helped you. And as she learned, like as I talked about in that episode, overtraining, a lot of times it does wear down our immune system and then we struggle with sickness. So I love when you write reviews and tell me about an episode that helped you and what your thoughts were on it. That is always makes a difference for me. And I love she signed it all the things because you guys know I always say, and all the things, and all the things, and all the things. All right, we are moving on. Uh, today's show sponsor is HydroJug. You guys know I love HydroJug. It is my jam. They are such a good water bottle company. So their jugs are a half gallon of water, which I push my clients to drink 100 ounces of water. So that is huge for them. I have a couple different bottles of theirs. They have three different kinds. They have a glass one, they have a stainless steel, and they have a plastic one. The plastic reusable ones, I use, my kids use them. They're really easy. We can drop them. They don't shatter. I put them in this nice sleeve to keep them cold, and then my hands are free so I can like chase my kids around. I mean, because that's mainly what I do 24-7. But uh, my personal favorite is the new stainless steel one they have because I live in Arizona, 
and it stays cold way longer. And I love the tops because they have this big opening so it's easy to put in fruit and ice and they have like this nice little feature for like drinking out of it, like where I can just suck out of it and I really like that. I am a huge, huge fan of their water bottles. If you struggle drinking water, get a hydro jug. It is going to make a difference. It is H-Y-D-R-O J-U-G. And if you use the code SIMPLE10, that's S-I-M-P-L-E, SIMPLE10, you get 10% off anything on their site. Again, I love the stainless steel. I have the plastic ones for when I go about with my kids. And they're hands-free because I buy the great sleeves. I have a cheetah sleeve, and it's so cute. It looks so cute over all the water bottles. So Hydro Jug, drink your water, SIMPLE10, give them a try. All right, now let's get into the episode. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. So as I said, I'm going to make today's podcast short and sweet. So I'm going to give you these four tips. I want you to truly think about if you could add all of them, if you could add some of them, and if you could do it right away. Because none of them are complicated, and all of them are going to help you. In fact, if I had my way, I would force you to add all four of them. (laughs) But you have freedom of choice. So do think about them and think about if you can add them into your life. My first tip for improving your mood is to wake up every morning and take at least 15 to 20 minutes and either think, meditate, or make a plan for the day. And I typically do all of those together. I think... And then I write out my plan for the day. Let me explain. I used to get up and right when I got up, I would grab my phone and I would look at, okay, what client has this issue? Does my, do my coaches need help here? And I would look at like things I needed to like do for work or I would check my social media or I would check my text messages or whatever else. And then before I knew it, I was often running on someone else's schedule, not my own. I instantly was catering to other people instead of what I needed to do every morning. And before I knew it, that, you know, 10 minute check would turn into 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And then I was on Amazon shopping and then I don't even know what happened. And so I would then feel out of control. I wouldn't feel like I got a good start to my day. My workout would be behind. I would be short with my kids because I wasn't prepared for them to wake up early because I didn't get started on my workout soon enough. And it just snowballed and it was always a negative thing. Or early on, if you're on social media, it's easy to start comparing and start seeing what other people are doing. And then your stress level rises and your anxiety rises and you just woke up. You should be calm and relaxed, and it's a great time to think and to self-care and to meditate and to make a plan for you of what you need. So I want you to do this in the morning, and I don't want you to make that plan on your phone. I have plenty of other episodes where I talk about my push journal and how I write things down. I'm not going to get into that today, but I want you to put your phone away. I don't care if your alarm's on your phone. That's fine. Leave your phone in your room. Get up and move away from your phone, and I want you to go sit on your couch, whatever, or at least have the phone away, and take 15 minutes and think, what are you going to do that day? 
what's important to you. Meditate. If you want to read your scriptures or if you want to read a motivational talk or have like a good podcast or something. But before you start reading or doing anything, I still would take some time to just think and plan out your day. Really small, simple tasks. Maybe you have tasks that you do every single day. That's okay. If you want to do something slightly, you know, change things slightly, write them down. I don't suggest that people try to like make big changes at once. I'm a big believer on very small adjustments along the way. And so I would suggest that you make a list of the small things you have to do throughout the day. Even if it's like pick up my kid at noon, that's okay. Write it down because as you check it off, you'll feel great. Don't make the list massive, but choose a couple of things that, you know, you really need to get done, just two or three and add them to your list. The truth is, typically, when we are able to make a plan, we feel more focused, we feel more on top of things, we feel more confident, we feel like we are able to try new things, and we're able to try even slightly harder things. Like, imagine telling someone, you need to run a marathon. Well, that's never going to work. But if you tell someone, I actually need you to walk today for 15 minutes, They'll probably try that. And then the next day, they'll be like, okay, maybe I can do 20 minutes, maybe 25. Maybe I'll try to run for 15 minutes today. So slight incremental improvements. So add that in your plan. So that's my first tip. Wake up. Don't get your phone out. Think. Meditate. And make a plan for the day. Simple things that you want to adjust, approve, or do in small, small amounts of time. Like It does not have to be like today. I'm going to lose 100 pounds. (laughs) That's not going to work. Make it simple. Today, I'm going to work out for 15 minutes. And as you check those off, you'll get better and better. That's my number one tip. I noticed when I started putting my phone away and stopped first thing waking up and being on other people's schedules, what does this coach need? What does this client need? What is this person doing on social media? What is this, you know, on target? (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, you're on target sometimes. All of that, when I put all that away and focused on what I needed in the morning and what I needed to get done to feel good, it made a huge difference in my confidence and my mood. My next tip for you is going to be let go of numbers and hold on to feelings. Now, this literally plays out in so many aspects. So let me give you a couple examples. Don't worry about what size your jeans are. Worry about that the pair of pants you are putting on feels good. Often, we focus so much on being a certain size, on being a certain weight. And it's like, what does that even mean? What does that number even mean? Numbers are just frivolous. How about we slip on a pair of pants that feel nice and good on us and make us feel confident because they're not sucking in our waist? I've told a story before about how I had Easton and it had been a couple months and I thought, oh, I could definitely fit into my jeans. And I went to put on my jeans and like, I couldn't even zip them up, like nowhere near zip them up. And I was like, I'm a trainer. I teach fitness. And I started going down that negative road of like, oh no, I can't fit in these jeans. And it's been, you know, two months or something, which is by the way, super early. So I'm also going to say that I was being irrational at this point, but I took a step back and I'm like, this doesn't matter. This doesn't, this is silly. I literally went to the mall the next day. I bought a size up in a great new pair of jeans and I wore them that whole winter and felt fantastic in jeans that fit me. Don't worry about that number in your jeans. Buy jeans, buy pants, buy dresses, buy whatever that feel good on your body. The size doesn't matter. If the size bugs you, cut out the tag cut it out. You never even have to remember what size pants are you? I don't know. The size that feel fantastic on me. That's all you need to worry about. Same thing with numbers is 
Don't worry about, you know, like I said, the scale, what the scale is saying. Worry about how your workout makes you feel. Do you feel good after you work out? Do you feel accomplished? Focus on that feeling, not the number on the scale. That's going to be discouraging and you're going to feel almost like this mundane pressure of like, I have to work out to get the scale to move. No, work out because it makes your body feel good. Another example is maybe if you are running a business and you're trying to make business choices, don't focus on the money coming in, focus on serving people and making the business better. The business will naturally grow if you serve people, if you make things better, if you care about what you're selling, what you're teaching, whatever it is. So do it that way. And one more quick example for you about not focusing on numbers but feelings is don't worry about the number of friends you have, but worry about the quality, the quality, how they make you feel. You don't need lots of friends. You don't even need lots of solid family members. You need a few, very few people. And as long as they make you feel good and they're high quality, that's going to be better than a mass amount of friends to say, I have 20 friends, but then they're all terrible friends. That's not effective. So in general, in life, I gave you examples of business, personal, and fitness. I want you to focus on feelings, not numbers. And the truth is the payout, no matter you know if it's fitness, health, business, personal, the payout, if you focus on feelings and quality and you know serving people and helping people, all of those things, the payout is always naturally going to be what you want. It's going to pay out. It always works out, and it just comes without stress and shame along the way, which focusing on numbers cause stress. Focusing on number causes shame and guilt. So don't focus there. Focus on the feeling, and I promise your mood will shift your happiness will shift, your ability to appreciate things in your life, people, things, your body, you know, your job, your children, everything will shift if you can learn to focus on feelings and qualities and how things affect you. I want you to focus on feelings, not numbers. And the truth is, no matter what aspect of life we're talking about, the payout in all shapes and forms will come naturally without stress and without shame if you focus on the feelings and the quality of the people you're around and serving people and your feelings during your activities or what you're learning instead of just numbers, numbers, numbers. Numbers are a grind. The scale makes you feel like you're grinding at your workouts. Checking your bank account if you're running a business makes you feel like you're grinding at your job rather than serving or being overly sensitive to like how many parties or lunches or friends you have instead of the quality makes you feel like it's a grind, like it's not enjoyable. You're not building real relationships. So just think about that. I promise it will help lift and shift your mood and keep you happier if you focus on how things make you feel and what you have to offer the world in general over numbers. All right, my third tip, and I need you to listen carefully. My third tip is stop shoulding on yourself throughout the day. Shoulding, as in S-H-O-U-L-D-I-N-G, should. How often do you say, I should spend more time with my family? I should work out more. I should eat better. I should volunteer at my kid's school. I should, should, should. The list goes on and on and on. And people say it all the time. And I even have caught myself saying it. And this is something that I have not mastered, but I am working on. Because the thing is, when we say, I should 
do, be, something, whatever it is, what it is is a guilt trip. It's literally a verbal guilt trip out loud because we're saying we're not doing it right. If we were doing it right, we would be those things. We would be doing those things, but we're not. We stink at life and we should be doing this. So instantly it's a shame and guilt trip for yourself. And that doesn't help anybody. Even if you do truly want to do those things, shaming yourself and guilting yourself or not is not the way to get you to do it. That's not going to help your mood. That's not going to motivate you. That's only going to make you want to just recluse and hide away even more. So instead, I don't mind if you have goals. I don't mind if you have things that you want to work on, but I want you to rephrase what you're saying. And instead, I want you to shift your wording. And I want you to say, I would like to. So you can say, I would like to spend more time with my family. I would like to volunteer at my kid's school. I would like to work out more. I would like to eat healthier. The reason why this shift in wording matters is because it takes it out of a shameful guilt trip into a problem-solving situation. Okay, so if you would like to do that, then how are you going to do that? What are you going to do? And then you can think about that. I would like to work out more. That's great. That is a great statement. So how can you work out more? And you can think about problem solving that problem. I would like to work out more. So maybe I will start with two walks a week. And I will, you know, bring my kids in my stroller and see how that goes. That is not a negative thought process saying I would like to do something as in should. Because should is the guilt trip. So it allows you to still like want to do those things but not have that negative feeling. Second also with saying I should do something, the truth is, Sometimes we're in different phases of life and sometimes there's different things going on and that's okay that you can't do everything. That's okay that you're maybe in a phase where you're like, I should volunteer my kid's school. Well, maybe you can't. Maybe you have a baby and a toddler and a husband who works 80 hours and you're also trying to run a business. That's, there's no point in saying I should volunteer. You don't have that window and that is okay. I need you to know this. It is okay to not do everything. It is okay to not be what you see on social media 24-7 because you're only seeing a glimpse. It is okay to realize there is no such thing as a perfect mother. Nobody does it all. I promise you no one does it all. I know I definitely don't. And I know that I have caught myself comparing to other mothers. I am by no means a lifestyle blogger. I do not have my stuff together like that. While I love fitness and health... I have other areas that are very weak for me I've been open about. So I want you to shift your wording to I would like to. And even before that, I should have said first, I want you to also recognize that there are phases in life and it is not a fit for everyone to do everything at every minute and to be okay with that and to stop saying I should because it's like, no, you shouldn't. You don't have time for that right now. And that is okay. So that's my third tip. Stop shooting on yourself. Change your wording. I would like to and make sure it's even effective for you at this time and then switch to problem solving mode and go from there. It's really going to help your mood. My last tip, and this is a little bit different, and this is something that I am working extremely hard on right now because the truth is currently I have a lot on my plate. We're trying to build some really amazing things coming up in the summertime. We're working on an app. We're working on a bunch of stuff. And I get overwhelmed with, you know, trying to deal with my kids and do that whole thing and then run a business and then make sure that I'm serving people and I can get overwhelmed just like any mother. You know, we all have things that are going on. 
And so I am trying in the moment when I feel overwhelmed or stressed to take five minutes and look around and ground myself. I am terrible sometimes at being present. And I think a lot of times women in general, but often moms are because we're like trying to do the laundry, trying to pick up the kitchen, trying to answer this email, trying to go to this doctor's appointment, trying to go to the soccer game, trying to pay this bill. We're doing 97 things at once. And so we're never actually grounded and present to look around and see what's going on. So next time you're super stressed, next time your mood is skyrocketing and your anxiety is through the roof and you're feeling overwhelmed, I literally want you to take a deep breath. And I literally did this this morning. I took a deep breath. I was sitting at breakfast. I looked around and I just looked at my surroundings. And I saw my three-year-old giggle. And I saw my five-year-old hopping around the room. And I took note that I was in really comfortable, soft pants. And they felt really good on my body. And I looked at what was on the table. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I really like this meal. I really love eggs and avocado. And how appreciative I was of like being able to eat eggs with avocado, which is like one of my favorite meals. Eggs, avocado with toast. You can't beat that. It allowed me instantly. My nerves just went and they calmed, and I was thankful for the things in the room, and I was able to take that overwhelm and tuck it in my back pocket and say, we'll see you later. You're not invited to breakfast. We have other things to do. And it made a huge difference for me. And so I make sure to try to work on that lately. That is something I am working on daily, and I have personally noticed really does improve my mood on a daily basis. When I have a lot going on, if I literally can feel the anxiety, I instantly will say, okay, today's crazy. Big inhale, use my diaphragm, you know, big fill my belly, just like you're doing diaphragm breathing. Look around and take note of every tiny little thing in the room, what you're thankful for, what you notice, what you're lucky to have, funny things your kids do, how maybe your five-year-old's hair is like a complete disaster and you're like, that's hilarious. Her hair's out of control and smile about it. It makes a big difference. So that's really it for today. Super simple. Four tips. I really want you to try to add them in. I'm going to sum them up for you. Take 15 minutes, at least 15 minutes every morning to think, meditate, and make a plan without your phone present. I want you to let go of numbers and hold on to feelings. I want you to stop shooting on yourself, okay? You don't need to should things. You can say, I would like to. And I want you to take five minutes when you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed or just like this is too much. I want you to take those five minutes and look around and be present and take note of the tiny things you have in your life that you love and you're appreciative for. I love you. I mean it. I love the podcast. The podcast is my jam because I feel like I get to be 100% myself and I get to share things that really are close to my heart and experiences that are close to my heart. And I love that. Plus, let's be honest, podcast people are kind of my people because we like to, we like to talk and chat and learn about deeper things. So I'm so happy you're here. And as always, if this episode was helpful, please let me know in a review. I appreciate that. It helps me or share it with friends. Spread the word. Let's get people realizing like how we can like just be happier and healthier and improve our moods with simple things that don't have to be extreme, but just learning to be more self-aware and to focus on how we feel and to be more present. All right, that's it for this week. And as always, and you know I mean it, you are doing better than you think you are. Until next week, we'll chat then.